Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Are you a people pleaser? Are you one of those people who is very kind and loving, but you lose yourself in the process and people take advantage of you? Today, we're talking about boundaries and you might need to listen. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and settle in. When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them, Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Hello, Leslie. Hi, Leslin. How are you today? Lovely. How are you? I'm I'm great, actually. The sun is shining and I've got spring fever. Me too. Yeah. That's for sure. I think everybody who came into my office yesterday was just happier have, yeah. having had a weekend of really nice weather. Yeah. It's amazing what that'll do for you. It is. So today we are talking about boundaries. We've Finally. Been, I know. We've been <laughs> addressing it in several of the podcasts because boundaries are such an important way of coping right. with you know, toxic people, with mm-hmm. expectations, yep. with accepting. Um, so a lot of our uh, conversations over the past couple of months have mentioned that we need to set boundaries. So today, we're actually going to talk a little bit about what it means to set healthy boundaries. Okay, so set it up for us. What exactly do you mean when you say setting boundaries or what is a boundary? So think of it quite literally. Um, Think about a fence, Mm -hmm. right? This is a metaphorical fence that you put up marking the limit of your um, willingness, if you will, or the limits, whatever limits we're talking about. Okay. Uh, whether it's a sexual limit or a behavioral limit or a physical limit, right? It's, yeah. it's a, it's a limit. It's a fence that you build yeah. uh, to protect yourself and okay. to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said sexual limit and I thought, oh yeah, I do have those, but I never really thought about boundaries in that sort of way, but everyone does. Everyone has that. Yeah. Of course. Well, it, it's healthy to have that, right? I'm not right. sure that everybody does, but <laughs> well, but uh, it maybe is, your boundary is no boundary at all. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's possible too, right? I, I suppose. Um, and I think what if we're going to start out uh, understanding boundaries, sometimes we don't know what our boundaries are, right? Mm-hmm. And if yeah. we use sex as a, an example there, um, when we're first dating, for example, we don't really maybe have an idea of what the limit is for ourselves other than what maybe somebody told us, right? Right. We can go all the way back to when we're really young and, you know, talk about first, second, and third base, <laughs> right. right? And maybe your limit is first base. Yeah. Um, you don't really know, but maybe somebody goes to second base and you're like, oh, I kind of like that. Maybe that's my limit. <laughs> right. But you might not. You go. Yeah. yeah, you might say, uh-uh, I didn't like that. I'm not comfortable there. And I think that's the key with boundaries. It has to be um, a fence where you're comfortable. Sure. And that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. So 
what are some examples that you can think of um, where you need to put up a boundary other than sexually? So emotional health. Mm -hmm. Let's say that uh, you're comfortable with using sailor language. Yes. Or let's say you're not comfortable using sailor language. Sure. And somebody comes into your home and they drop F-bombs here and C-bombs over there. You That may be something that really drives a discomfort for you. Mm-hmm. And you need to establish a boundary that you're not willing to listen to that. Okay. Okay. So yeah. if you're feeling uncomfortable, that's a signal that you need to establish a boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a limit that you put into place. Boundaries are critically important when there's addiction in your life. Yeah. Um, how much money are you going to loan your addict friend? Mm-hmm. Right? right. You need to set a boundary. At what point are you uncomfortable supporting that addiction? And you may say, I'll, I'll put gas in your car, but I'm absolutely not going to give you $20, right. for example. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned at the beginning, like with toxic people, and mm-hmm. I, I gave the example um, of a person in my life who I am no longer in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Because they were toxic. Because they were toxic to me, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so the boundary, I guess, that I set up after some time was no- nothing. You can't be around me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously terribly difficult for someone like me who has a tendency to people please. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm certainly not the only one. Would you say that people who are people pleasers have a hard time setting boundaries? Oh my gosh. I think, yes, these are the people who are most challenged because when we set a boundary, we're saying no. Right. Right. We're saying stop. And if we say no or we say stop, there are going to be people who don't like that. They don't want to hear no. They don't want to hear stop. Right. right. And so we're not going to please those people. And often that's what happens. We, If you're a people-pleasing kind of person, you're going to not want to disappoint. Mm-hmm. And so you may be willing to move your fence yeah, to make, to, to allow somebody else um, to feel happy. Yeah. yeah. And the, the difference or, so this is often called codependency, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to move my fence to wherever you want me to move it to. Right, right. I am dependent. My happiness is dependent on your pleasure. Right. For example. Or and, you being happy with me. Yes, yes. Yeah. And and that's what I mean by pleasure. Yeah, so yeah. if I'm sacrificing my values, my standards, my good, um, my well-being, mm-hmm. so that you're happy, regardless of how I ultimately feel, then I have just engaged in codependent behavior. I am no longer healthy because I'm not setting limits for myself, my well-being. Right. And I need to immediately practice setting boundaries. And so it's important to understand that setting boundaries allows you to live life on your terms. And again, that's not about controlling other people. It's about really creating an environment where you thrive and you're allowed to feel authentic. Yeah, because you're giving them the choice. I mean, they have a choice in this too. They can either respect your boundary or they can get out of there that's right and that's really what it boils down to you know it's if you set a boundary and someone in your life doesn't want to honor that boundary they're they're it's absolutely their uh, privilege 
I saw like one of those internet memes recently and I thought, oh, that's, that's probably pretty true. Um, sometimes those memes are good. <laughs> sometimes they are. <laughs> it was something like uh, it, the people that get upset when you place boundaries are the people who were benefiting from you not having any. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. clears throat> and I, I thought that was a very succinct way of <laughs> describing boundaries. <laughs> yeah, you know... Um, and something really silly, right? I, I can't tell you how many times I'll I'll hear um, a parent say, well, I do um, all of my child's laundry. Mm-hmm. And, and we're talking 30-year-old children here. Oh, <laughs> you know, I do yeah. all of their laundry. And if, it, but this is a, maybe a, a woman who's overworked. She doesn't feel like she has enough time for herself. She's right. not doing any self-care, but she just gives and gives and gives. And in, in through our conversation, our work together, I'm trying to teach her to engage in self-care, which means that she has to pick and choose between going and getting a massage or taking a yoga class mm-hmm. and doing the laundry of her 30-year-old son. Right. Who's perfectly capable. Who's perfectly capable. I'm going to strongly encourage her to take the yoga class. Yeah. Now her son's, you know, snotty about it. And she comes in the next time and she says... You know, I don't want to disappoint him. He depends on me. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this has to be about your mental health. Yeah. He is capable. Now, if he was mentally handicapped or physically handicapped and sure. he couldn't do it, that's a different story. Of course. Yeah. But his disappointment, I mean, he's benefiting <laughs> tremendously right. yeah. by her. Nobody wants to do their laundry. No. Right. <laughs> That's what I would say to him. Nobody likes to. Well, yeah. I, there's probably somebody out there, yeah. Leslie, who likes to laundry. Not even I like to do the laundry. <laughs> my mother actually liked it. I At one point in my life, I hired her to come do my laundry. Yeah. But it, you hired her. You I did. You were respectful of, you know, her yeah. time. Yeah. She and, got something out of it. And yeah. she could say no if she didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so how do you set boundaries? Especially the the thing that comes to mind is if you're listening and you are like, you know, all right, there's definitely a person or a situation in which I finally need to put up a boundary. It's probably a lot harder to do it when you're set in your ways and when you, um, y- when it seems to the other person like you've just flipped a switch and mm-hmm. you're suddenly putting this thing up and they're like, whoa, 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 we've been doing it this way for so long. Why do we have to change? To me, it seems harder or it would be much more complicated anyway to do it then versus initially being really good at setting boundaries right when you meet somebody. Mm-hmm. It can be kind of challenging, yeah. right? Think about the the organization you volunteer in and how they're always leaning on you to do that extra thing because, you know, whether it's the PTA or whether it's your church or what, what, no matter what it is, right? If you're right. the one that always says, okay, I'll do it, sure. I'll do it. Um, and then all of a sudden you say, no, I can't do it. They might have been depending on this thing, on this. Right. And so you, you, you're letting somebody down and sure. it can be challenging for both on both parts. Right. The first and probably most important thing is make sure that you understand what your priorities are. Okay. Right. So, for example, this woman who needed to take the yoga class, right? Her mm-hmm. priorities was her imen- her mental, emotional, and physical health. Mm-hmm. That had to be. And it, it's always a priority. We cannot be good for other people if we're not strong 
emotionally and physically for ourselves. Yeah. Right. Your health has to be a priority. So what do I need to do to feel healthy? And the next part is communication. Setting a boundary is I will tolerate this. I won't tolerate that. Mm -hmm. When my kids moved home from college, they were used to being on their own for four years. Yeah. You know, and they were 22 year old adults. And so there were some differences between the mom that they left to go to college and the mom that they got when they came home from college. And I was no longer interested in doing their laundry or necessarily making dinner or making sure. I I don't want to sound like I was um, unkind, but if if we were out of milk, I wasn't going to stop what I was doing and run to the store and get milk because they were perfectly capable of that. And you'd set up new routines and there were new priorities in your life. And yeah, you don't you don't have to care for an adult the same way you have to care for a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, they might have been living in a, in a house with 10 other girls. And if, if somebody was bitchy that day, maybe they said, go F, you know, go right. get, the, get them F away from me. But they right. couldn't talk to me like that. Sure. You know, um, and so it's just a matter of making sure that there's you understand what you, so you have a priority and then what am i going to tolerate yeah. am i going to tolerate your dirty socks all over my you know on my kitchen table mm-hmm. probably not yeah um right. am i going to tolerate that you drank my alcohol probably not you know yeah. Yeah. and so just communicating the things that you're not going to tolerate and then really listen to your gut cuz your gut moves you now boundaries sometimes are movable yeah yeah right um when they when they were growing up and i was a single mom i would have come to jesus meetings with my kids Mm -hmm. um we we experimented a lot with where the boundaries were (laughs) yeah and sometimes they were too rigid yeah right um maybe i said no you have to be home at nine o'clock and i held that boundary to everybody and then i realized that really was too rigid and so I'd experiment a little. Maybe I thought, oh, okay, maybe one o'clock in the morning is not appropriate. Right, right. <laughs> or, yes, you can have your friends over. But, you know, I think we have to be open to experimenting with a, a little yeah. bit and not being so rigid with the idea that a boundary can never change because yeah. you don't know what you don't know. I think being honest with a person, too, if you're new to setting boundaries, is important because you can say, you know, I know that I've been allowing this for a long time and it's been bothering me for a long time and I've never done anything about it. And so I'm going to do something about it starting now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, in a conversation with a client yesterday, as a matter of fact, she said that she and her boyfriend met in college mm-hmm. and that, you know, they treated each other a particular way when they were in college. You know, your kids, yeah, sure. right? And here they are married and it's 10 years later. (laughs) And she realized that he's kind of treating her the same way. Yeah. And she said, when I was in college, it was okay because we were kids. Yep. And I believed that that would change with maturity. Sure. And it's, it's dawning on me now that it's not okay. I'm now a 30 year old woman. This kind of behavior is not okay with me. And so that's an interesting point too, right? Yeah. Boundaries change as we grow and get older and our circumstances change. Yeah. Um, so 
being able to have an honest conversation and say, I, I can't do that. And it's, I've reached a tipping point with that. I want to say that that's maybe an important point to understand about yourself. Mm-hmm. That the first time somebody does something, it might be cute. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The second time it's, huh, you know, yeah. or that the 200th time it's, uh-huh. And the 8,000th time it is like fingers down a blackboard. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. And there, it, that's okay too. If that's what's actually happening for you. Yeah. And you develop an annoyance. Um, but just make sure that that's annoyance is worth bringing up. Because mm-hmm. some annoyances aren't. Yeah. I could also imagine with this, it's important to allow people um, some some wiggle room, I guess. Maybe that might be the the term I'm looking for. Because if you, if you haven't established a boundary for a really long time, you've developed this routine. And they've developed it, and you've developed it, and you're trying to change it. And you, you have to understand that they're not going to immediately remember your boundary every single time, most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just reminding them kindly, hey, you know, I really want to remind you that we're, I'm not comfortable with that anymore. Um, because it's, you know, it's hard for them too. Yeah. And then at some point, there needs to be a conversation about what's preventing you from respecting my boundary. Oh, that's good. Like, yeah. you know, if you're, mm-hmm. if I've said this is no longer okay. Right. Um, Something that, you know, kind of petty that comes up sometimes is people who get into a habit of watching television in their bedrooms, right? Couples. Uh Yeah. And then maybe somebody develops a sleeping issue. Yeah. And yet the the other person is still watching television into the wee hours of the morning. Sure. And they're not being respectful of the needs of the other person. Yeah. Then... That's a different conversation. It's why aren't you open to respecting this boundary? Why do you continually, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's fair. If if that's what was always on the table, Mm -hmm. and now you've chosen not to have it on the table, why should I suffer? Yeah. (laughs) Or why should I necessarily change? And I think that's a fair question. And yet everything is kind of malleable right we you know if we love someone we're going to move with them Mm -hmm. not just say sorry about your luck right (laughs) yeah yeah so if you have someone who is really challenging the boundary that you've set up either you know right from the start or over time and you've communicated it with them how do you deal with that and how would you determine whether or not it's a situation where you need to put up a boundary or you've decided that this person is toxic? So that's a really good question. And I think to some extent, we're kind of asking, is there a deal breaker? Yes. Right? right. Yep. Is there a point at which you just simply say no? And and again, in couples counseling, I, I see this a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, we're let's just talk about a big one, like fidelity, right? In, in a lot of marriages, fidelity is a boundary Mm -hmm. that, um, is immovable. Yes. And it's very rigid. It's very strict, but affairs happen. Mm -hmm. And so there are a number of instances where, um, even though that was a boundary, it was broken and there's a consequence and maybe the couple wants to repair that, breach mm-hmm. right yeah yeah 
uh, with the consensus that that can't happen again, right? Sure. Um, and I'm I'm a big believer that the first time you make a mistake, it's a mistake. You, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's entitled to make mistakes. Yeah. If you make a mistake and you and you see it as a mistake, you acknowledge that this is this was a poor choice. Right. The second time it happens, it's no longer a mistake. Right. It's a calculated choice. Even though it might still be a poor choice, it's calculated, right? It's like the, um, you know, fool me. What once. Is it? Fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame, shame on, on me. me. Yeah. Right, yeah. that's right. Um, and so for a boundary that is challenged, there's, there's a consequence. And depending on the severity, and again, this is highly individualized, right? Mm-hmm. There could be deal breakers. In my relationship, if Harlan had ever been unfaithful to me, that would have been a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Uh, if if he wore his sweater vest or his fleece vest <laughs> all summer long, that you know, even though that probably was an annoyance for some, and God knows why that was an annoyance for me. <laughs> um, but I, that's not a deal breaker, right? Yeah, that's not sure. really a good example of a boundary, other than right. maybe. Um, somebody who had too much to drink once in a while. But yeah. if you stay drunk all the time, that's going to be a deal breaker for yeah, me. Right. Certainly when we raise kids or when we are kids, our parents put into place these boundaries, right? Yeah. If you get a speeding ticket, you can't drive the car. Right. The one thing I will say about a boundary is that if you set it mm-hmm. and you can move it once or twice, but if you're constantly moving it, nobody's going to know they don't know where the boundary is. Yeah, that that is really unfair for right. the person who's trying to help you or respect you. Right. Um, it's a moving target. That's just, yeah, it's just right. not fair. It can't change all the time. Right. So when I say that those are movable and you need to be a little flexible, I, that's true. But it can't be constantly um, moving. Yeah. Because then nobody knows really where it is. Do you think that's in, like a call for maybe if you're setting a boundary not to make it super severe if you're not really sure where it is because i would imagine if you if you take it to the extreme you're gonna have to move it (laughs) yeah and again i think you have to start with what are your priorities what's the goal of setting this boundary right yeah yeah. and what is my objective in the long run Mm -hmm. so i can set a boundary of I'm only going to, you know, so much of the time it's fear, right? We could have, we could just have part two of this conversation and make it about fear and setting boundaries. But it's, if I'm worried that you're not going to love me, if I set this boundary, Mm -hmm. I probably need to think long and hard about what that really means to me. So there's setting boundaries to protect yourself. And then there's setting boundaries because there's maybe some dysfunction somewhere and hopefully you know going back to our conversation on acceptance um hopefully that person would be aware enough to understand the need to accept the boundary yeah you know and and be respectful of it yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay so i'm thinking that there are things that you could do to maybe make your boundaries easier to follow through with or I don't know if that maybe is the right way to say it but I'll give you an example so if you have set a boundary that you are not going to talk politics with your family which Mm -hmm. I think is probably how most people feel these days um and your family comes over 
and you you have a choice to have the TV on or have the TV off and you have a choice of what is on the TV, maybe you don't put CNN on the TV because yeah. it seems like that is sort of, um, you're kind of tempting the boundary a little bit. And and it just seems like you, you don't have control really at all over whether or not people are going to respect it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you do have, in in some instances, or maybe many instances, a little bit of control over whether or not you're presented with dealing with the boundary. Well, I think you can hedge your bet, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think, so if you're afraid that your friend is an alcoholic, you're not going to suggest going out for margaritas at lunchtime. <laughs> right, right. Right. If um, if you know that your partner has a tendency to drink too much mm-hmm. at family gatherings. Maybe you agree with your mother-in-law that you know you limit the amount of alcohol that's available. Yeah, right. Now, having said that, we certainly don't want to get caught up in this idea that we have any kind of responsibility for how sure. people behave, right? right? We cannot control how other people behave. Right. So I have a client who's very vocal about this. She simply says... That if her husband comes home drunk from a party, he's not getting lucky that night. Okay. She said, I'm not going to attempt to engage in intimate relations with a man who's unable to perform. Okay. Because of alcohol. Sure. So that's a boundary. Okay. and But they fight about it because, of course, he's especially amorous if he's a little loopy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she has a right to, I mean, she has a right to say, yeah. this doesn't work for me and, I, and I'm just not going to do it. And so... Yeah. You know, it's helpful if you if you can hedge your bets. You can try, but you're still not going to be responsible yeah. or have any direct ability to control how yeah. another person behaves. Sure, sure. And so it's really important to just back and think about what are the boundaries that you want to set? What's the behavior that's uh, that's not working for you? What feels good to you? And we have for this week's try this at home. We have a boundary worksheet available as a free download on our website. And it will kind of take you through a step-by-step process of identifying a healthy boundary for a challenging situation that you have. Yeah, it's going to walk you through setting a boundary, basically, start to finish and Mm -hmm. help you identify those if you're like me and maybe have some trouble with that. Yeah. yeah. And if you have any questions, of course, reach out to us on our website. Or if, you, if you're particularly challenged with a, a problem in your life, of course, reach out to a mental health therapist. And that's our discussion for today. So as always, we are super grateful that you took time to listen. Next week, we're going to start a series of conversations about communication that I'm really excited about. This is something that I talk about a lot in my therapy practice and in um, the Elevate, the personal growth class that I teach. So we hope that you will join us for that series. Again, if you have any questions or comments and for the free download today, we are asking you to go to our website at www.trythisathomepodcast.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast there on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. If you're so inclined, we would love a rating and a review so that everybody knows what you think. For now, this is Leslie and Leslin, hoping you will try this at home. 
All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.